soccer situation. Is I think like Amtrak is so expensive these days. It's like not even. It's like fucking two hundred bucks to take a train. It's stupid. Yeah, it's not worth it. Dude, to take a train to Grand Rapids should be like twenty five bucks tops. I feel like. Oh, it should be so cheap. That's such yeah. a short ride. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Uh, what's been going on with Littlefoot though? Are y'all booming? Is Kaiser still there? Kaiser's been, he's got a lot of stuff going on with Monday coffee. So he keeps like having to adjust his time coming out here. He's been out. He came out one week and did like a couple days of roasting with me, um, which was fun. And he was actually really good. At, he was really good at uh, like picking it up. I believe um, it. Like Kaiser's... taking notes, paying attention. Yeah, he's a smart I was kid. impressed. Yeah, I was impressed. You know, yeah. he's he, he's such an ideas guy, though. You know, sometimes those guys can't focus on something. I know exactly he, what you he mean. He has brilliant ideas all the time, so I was worried about his level of focus. Yeah. But when he snapped into it, he was taking notes and asking questions. He was all he was all over it. I was impressed. That's awesome. Uh, that's how I remember him in the cafe too, try, uh, learning barista work. Um, yeah. Yeah. To back yeah, it up. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun to cool. it was fun to work with him. But yeah, we had a huge month in August, which was kind of shocking. That's awesome, dude. We've been trying Congrats. to train a new person and have her like do cuppings and roaster training as well. And it's we just haven't had time. <laughs> we feel like barely oh, had time to show her how to bag coffee. That's cool. What else you been up to? Oh, nothing. Playing some pickleball, man. That's about it outside of sitting around playing video games. That's cool. Uh, how about you? What's going on with you? You've been crazy busy at work. You know how it is. We were dealing with a legacy staff that had been there through COVID and morale was super low. Um, uh, and like when one of them quit, it kind of was like a, a domino effect. And so we had a bunch of people quit, you know? Dang. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's for the best. Um, they needed, they just needed change. They're all good kids, but like they were dragging ass. Um, and yeah. all the new hires are super awesome. I love all the new staff. Um, so I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah hopefully I can. That's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You hopefully. need some reliable staff. Yes. I need reliable staff. Exactly. Um, so I can focus up on the pod. Um, yeah. I've been like really beating myself up about a drop in the ball on the pod and it's just been adding unnecessary stress to my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I start yeah, yeah. myself like my own hole and like, ah, oh, fuck. And it just gets more and more stressful. Um, so this week I was able to let that go. I'm like super relieved. All the new staff are great and I'm ready to move on. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's dive in. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. We do. got to catch up. So, yeah. So two rounds of fixtures in this past week. We had weekend games and then midweek games that just wrapped up today. Um, Manchester United with a 1-0 win against Leicester at Leicester. Um, I didn't get to watch it. I was at work, obviously. Um, yeah, I missed that one as well. I'm sure it was pretty boring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so let, let's rewind. We've got too many games to talk about. So, um, we're going to hit the key ones. Um, for me, I'm going to start at, at Liverpool, Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I um, hear about obviously, this yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk too much about it. I'm going to I'm going to speed read through these games. <laughs> But yeah, Liverpool, Bournemouth, uh, Liverpool nine, Bournemouth nil is uh, a record equaling results. Um, shocking for a number of reasons. I mean, the results aside, Liverpool had just been kind of mediocre so far this season. Um, I saw a joke somewhere that asking Liverpool fans what that felt like. And uh, it was like taking a shit after you've been constipated. And that's a pretty good analogy, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, it's just like every I mean. 
It was um, obviously I enjoyed watching that when your team is just scoring for fun. And within the first 10 minutes of the game, you can relax and actually just enjoy the game. That's so rare in football. Um, And I had that. I had a little chip on my shoulder. A Liverpool supporting friend of mine the other week had said um, that he hopes Firmino never plays for us again. Cause Bobby's had a rough start to the season, but you know how much I love Bobby. Um, and, uh, yeah, I respect the guy that said it. I'm not talking shit, but, uh, it hurt to hear that. And so to see yeah. Firmino with, uh, three assists and two goals in that Bournemouth game was super, super satisfying. Um, not that I think he's back or, um, you know, to prime Firmino, but, uh, he's still got something left to give. Um, and I believe oh, yeah. he scored an assisted, First Newcastle as well. Okay, so that was Liverpool Bournemouth nine nil. Um, midweek Liverpool took on Newcastle. Um, this game was super super frustrating. Liverpool were kind of back to the mediocrity that we've seen all year. Um, just slow progression. Um, a lot of uncertainty in the back line. Um, but this game was. It was a dream come true for those that have been driven insane by time wasting and the lack of oh, accountability yep, yep. And time wasting um, yeah. in this game, um, specifically time wasting in added time. Um, oh, yeah, it's the worst. So, yeah, I think for as long as I've been watching this game, um, a ref might throw on five minutes of added time and the opposition team will just spend that entire five minutes on the pitch, wasting all the added time. And there's never added time onto added time. Finally, finally this week we saw that. Um, I think someone ran the, ran the clock and Newcastle spent three minutes slowing down the game, stopping the game in added time, three minutes of the five minutes given. And the ref put three Jeez. minutes on. And with the very last kick of the game, we actually got <laughs> just banged it in. Um, so it was ugly. The goal was even ugly. You know, it was a goal mouth scramble. Fabio Carvalho just banged it in. Um, but uh, God, that was satisfying. Just philosophically satisfying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's I mean? like such a good feeling because you just it is so frustrating because there's nothing you can do. The refs just ignore any kind of complaints about it. It's even though it's the most blatant thing every time. There's always a uh, as soon as it goes into that added time, there's a change and a substitution. And yeah. even though they're told to go off on one side, the, the closest side of the pitch, they always walk across and the ref will yell at them the whole way. Yeah. But not do anything about it and then yeah. not add that time back on. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's so infuriating as a uh, yeah. opposition fan. It really is. So, I mean, it was downright shocking to see the clock continue. You know, uh, there were probably half a dozen times I expected him to blow and it just kept going. And uh, yeah, yeah. Funny, funny result. Um, yeah. Having said that, I think Liverpool are still shit. I don't know what's going on with us this year other than the obvious <laughs> uh, injury component. That's pretty rough, but it's not much of an excuse. Uh, yeah. We'll come on to transfer deadline day and the moves we've made, but uh uh, it's not looking great right now. Um, so let's move on and talk about Arsenal. You had uh, two fixtures this week as well. Yeah, a couple two ones. Um, not the prettiest of wins in either, um, but that's, results nonetheless. That's how champions get it done, Alex. Five for five, you know, coming, you know, answering goals with quick, quick, uh, quick responses, which has not been an Arsenal thing at all. Nice in recent history. Um, I think in both games, Fulham and uh, Villa, 
they were both really hot starts by Arsenal where they looked like they had, they've had that a bit this season where they come out of the blocks absolutely flying and like everything's clicking and they get tons of chances. Uh, but they haven't quite been able. I think they get a little too cocky when that happens still where there's like always like one extra little flick or one extra little pass they look for instead of shooting. <laughs> uh, it's like old school Arsenal, you know, I was trying to walk it in. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I was debating whether or not I should mention that. <laughs> joke. Bring it up. Yeah, it's right. been said once or twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. By a million people. Uh, but yeah, no, it is funny. Like they've hopefully that's something. And I think Arteta's mentioned it a couple times now um, that he's frustrated with their ruthlessness in those moments. And I think that's something he's going to probably try and push on them is like somebody needs to shoot this thing. <laughs> We need goals. Just like, put the ball in the fucking net. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't. There's no more, no more little cute passes and threaded balls. Just, just someone take a shot. Don't you think uh, Gabriel Jesus seems pretty ruthless though? That fucker's banging him he, in. He does. He does. He get. He ta- definitely takes his chances. I think he's seems like the most clinical finisher we've had in a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. It's very satisfying. Um, and Martinelli just is just getting better and better with every game. Um, that that kid is something else. Um, yeah, I love everything I see from him. Yeah, um, his attitude's great. He's he's so he's so aggressive. He always is taking on people. He always wants the ball, and he's always going at that like left that right back. He's just like pushing him back the entire game. It's so satisfying to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I love that guy. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Villa and Fulham were both frustrated by their, the losses. Like they both felt like they deserved something out of it. And in some ways you could say they probably deserve, they could have gotten a point out of it, but I think in both games on the whole, like the picture as a whole, I think Arsenal were the better team in both those games. Um, so I mean, I'll take it. I'll take those results there, you know, like I said, five for five from coming from last year's yeah. start of the season. You can't really ask for much more. No, I mean, yeah, it's a dream start. Um, especially, I think that Fulham result is a little bit of a standout because Fulham yeah. are starting to show a lot more resilience than people had assumed they would bring. Yeah. Uh, they're looking like a real fucking team. Yeah, I was actually, um, I was talking about that while I was watching the match. I was like, they look like a team. Like they play... I was expecting Marco Silver to be like old school Marco Silva, where they all out attack and just mm-hmm. getting picked apart at the back. Yeah, he exactly. looks like he's really put it all together. Like they are defensively sound. They work as a unit defensively. They yeah. frustrate you. They're um, they're physical. They're, they're super strong. physical. That's not a Fulham trait traditionally. No. And they're still in Mitrovic is just proving to like, I don't even how old is that guy now? I, I feel like I've been hearing about him forever, but. I honestly couldn't. I don't know you. his age at all. Like, like, the number like 30 popped better. into my head, but I could be complete. Yeah, I don't I don't keep tabs on Metro too well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like every time he, you know, because he's yo-yoed up and down with them a few times now. Yeah. Uh, I feel like every time he comes back up, he's a little better. It's funny, right? He you does get better. A little bit yeah. of evolution. But if he um, goes down and practices in the championship and then comes back and tries yeah. out his new skills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. yeah, you know, Fulham was a tough test. Villa, yeah. I was actually surprised at 
the second half how it went. Um, just because they didn't seem like they were putting up much of a fight at all. Jared must have lit him up at halftime. Yeah, I got to be honest. I don't think I've watched Aston Villa yet this year. That was and, the first time um, I have. Stevie's taking a lot of criticism right now, though. Yeah. He, um, he's not expected to be around much longer if things continue as such. And they have City this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to get easier for him. No. No. They they did it pretty well against us, but like we could have scored more and City will be that ruthless. They, uh, will, they will bury those goals. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll come on to City, but fucking, <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. This episode of Soccer Situations is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. I mean, what can I say about Littlefoot Coffee? Um, they're not just friends of the pod. They're family of the pod, quite literally. Um, Alex started Littlefoot years ago after more than a decade of roasting experience, um, roasting coffee for some of the hottest, most fashionable, and uh, most importantly, tasty specialty coffee roasters in America. My favorite thing about it is that it's just really high-grade coffee without a drop of pretense. You're not going to find a bunch of weird, savory notes that the roaster is passing off as intentional. It's just really sweet, comforting flavors that everybody wants in their coffee. And now, for a limited time only, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com. Promo code situations once again you can get 15 percent off at littlefootcoffee.com using the promo code situations manchester united are now uh, officially on a, a like i think a three-game win streak um this week they had they two one nils two nil ones anyway they won by one goal <laughs> two times this week against southampton and leicester um it's tough for me <laughs> to trust my own opinions because they still look thoroughly mediocre to me as well. Yeah. Uh, they're grinding out these wins. Um, there was a, a, a lot of pundits said, um, you know, described them as excellent against Liverpool. Um, I really don't think they were. I think we were just dog shit. Um, but, you know, like I, I have 20 years of like Man United related trauma on me. So <laughs> I really... Like the, yeah, they're the one team where I, I don't know if uh, if I can trust my vision of them, but I I just don't see it. I was surprised they won against Leicester today. Although Leicester are also struggling quite a bit. That's true. Yeah, they've looked bad since the start. Um, but yeah, I don't think United have looked impressive. Even like in that game, like you said, the Liverpool game, people were even the announcers and everybody's was talking about how great they were, and I really don't think I saw that at all. No, it that was, was pretty a, like a really dull game. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a pretty shit game, and they got yeah. two. They managed to get two goals. Like it wasn't anything impressive by them. And even since then, they haven't looked fantastic in any of their wins. I mean, no. they're getting results, but yeah. And I guess um, that's good, right? That's where you start yeah. when you're rebuilding a squad. When you're, you know, implementing a new philosophy with a new manager. Yada yeah. yada yada. Um, you got to pick up points somehow. Yeah, they're doing all the right things, I think. They're, you know, grinding out wins is uh, a super valuable skill. Impressed Sorry. to see Ten Hag was, like, finally put his foot down and put Ronaldo on the bench. Oh, my God. I, I love, think that's I love how he's handling Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a huge move for that team. I think they need that. 
they need to they need to get that shit out of there. I think it's a a probably a bad de- thing that he's sticking around the club for at least till January. Yeah, I was super happy to hear he was staying. Um, <laughs> he's going to be it, toxic as hell in that locker room. Yeah, I mean, um, it came from a trashy tabloid, so I, I didn't read ex- what the exact source was, but it was reported this week that when he came in, he demanded that Harry Maguire be stripped of the cap- captaincy. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Ragnick was like, no, that's no, we're not doing that. But if he did that, um, I mean, look, obviously I'm not defending McGuire, but the audacity to come in to a locker room and just be like demand that. Yeah. You switch the captaincy. Yeah. It's wild. Um, I mean, it's not at all surprising. He, you know, his ego is, uh, pretty well documented. Yeah. It's massive. Um, but but uh, yeah, we can we'll talk more about Ronaldo and Manchester United uh, when we come to yeah. deadline day. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, we got to talk about Man City. Yeah, City. So <laughs> um, City kicked off against Crystal Palace at the same time as Liverpool um, was playing Bournemouth. So I wasn't watching it live, um, and I saw Palace go up two nil uh, pretty early, maybe a little bit too early. What do you think? Were you watching that game? I did. I watched uh, most of the second half until City took the lead. And then I was like, all right, this is over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the first of two uh, Erling Holland hat tricks this week. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Looks, it makes it look, he makes it look real easy. Yeah. And then an absolute beauty from Cancelo too. That, that was an incredible goal. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. The city turned it on. They were, they were frustrated and they, when they turned up to the next level in the second half, it was palace. Couldn't touch him. <laughs> yeah. They could not stop him. It was, it was sad. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really starting to get frightening. Uh, <laughs> I know palace went up two nil city came back and ended up winning four two and like, Pretty much dominant, uh, like a really dominant convincingly. Win. For a convincing it wasn't like win. a yeah. like they pulled a couple goals back late. They, no, they, it wasn't. It wasn't a late comeback. They dominated them. Yeah, like those two goals were ancient history. By the time that game was over, right? And then um, fast forward a couple of days, and we've got Manchester City hosting Nottingham Forest or Forest. <laughs> yeah, uh, Liverpool kicked off 15 minutes after this kickoff. We were the later game, uh, but overlap. And by the time Liverpool kicked off, I think Holland already had a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he was banging. I wasn't watching that match, but he, I, uh, you were texting me as it was happening, and I was just like, I couldn't Jesus. text you fast enough. <laughs> I know. He's like, oh, Holland already scored. Oh wait, never. Oh, and I was like, again. Delete, delete, oh, the next again. He scored again. <laughs> oh yeah, there he is again. Yeah, I was like, geez. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, I mean, give Holland the golden boot on a B. I mean, you know, I don't think it, it's good for the health of my myself or the podcast for me to be like the season's done. But fucking <laughs> hell, it's difficult to imagine um, this freight train stopping. Literally, uh, the only hope I have is I, I remember there's been a few seasons recently where Chelsea have started in a form like this. Yeah, that's it true. It like, looked like it was like, fuck, give them the league. This is over. They're running away with games. It doesn't even look close. And then just the wheels came off and over winter throughout like that, that like yeah. jam-packed season. Yeah. I mean, this it's city's, a I think season. City's a different team, but this season's going to be crazy. The jam-packed no. fi- uh, fixtures, 
obviously they have the most depth out of any team in the league, but yeah, you never know. Stupid Holland gets to rest during the world cup. Norway is not going. Oh yeah. Shit. (laughs) Martin gets to rest too. though. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We need, we need Odegaard. Oh, for sure, dude. What, what, um, what a leader he has like just emerged as, right? Oh man. He's yeah. That dude's badass. Looks like goddamn captain America out there. He does his hair too. the hair just yeah. flopping around he's as he's handsome just... and confident. And he's got the build. And he's got like a, the well-rounded skill set to kind of be all over the pitch. He's really emerged like as kind of like a real Madrid cast off. People weren't sure if he was like boyhood wonder turned flop. And it's like, no, yeah. no, he's the player people thought he was. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like not even in his prime yet. He's like just starting the year's prime years kind of. Yeah. So he He's it's going to be crazy to see, see him grow as a player. Um, indeed. Yeah. I guarantee at some point in his career, Madrid comes knocking again, wanting him back. Oh, most definitely those fuckers. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he did, if he was like that much better and did go take his chance there, I wouldn't blame him for that. If he did just no. to go prove it, prove stay, it that he could do it. Now stay be an Arsenal legend, dude. He should be an Arsenal legend. I mean, honestly, look at the like the last five years of high profile transfers. And yeah. I feel like people always almost implode. Like Holland's obviously a um uh ex- you know exemption, but um so many um seek fame and fortune elsewhere and it just doesn't pan out. It's true, it doesn't a lot of times, so many times it doesn't pan out. Right? Um yeah, and I don't know. He seems like a the type of character that if things aren't a mess at Arsenal, that he might stick around for a long, the long for the rest of his career. You know. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I mean, depending if I don't the way things are trending, the economic disparity between England and every other league is just true. it's growing exponentially. That I'm really starting to get concerned about it um, yeah. in terms of what it means for the health of European football. Um, but I could see in five, six more years, these other leagues just literally not being able to pay wages um, of Premier League players. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. That it's is true. Tr- it's trending that way right now. I hope something is done to halt it or reverse it a little bit. Um, it's it's really cr- I mean, uh, the Ronaldo saga right now is a key example. He yeah. was willing to go to anywhere in Europe that had Champions League football and no one can meet his wages. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's a. Uh... You've seen that with Arsenal too. Like the reason that Arsenal have terminated contracts for players, which they just did today with Bellerin mm-hmm. to allow them to leave, uh, was because they could not sell them. Their wages were too high. Right. The clubs could not afford it. wasn't like the fee that was a problem. No one could afford their wages. Right. So, like, the only option in the end for like long term health of the club was to terminate these contracts. Yeah. Yeah, which is like I'm kind of surprised United didn't try and do that with Ronaldo and just get him out of the club. I um, I'm really surprised they didn't. I wonder if it's just an optics thing. Um, But yeah, City uh, ended up winning six nil against (laughs) against Forest (laughs) to circle back to that. The easiest Uh, long tangent. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I was like, we're going to have to talk fast about all these games. We got to talk about deadline day. There's a lot going on. (laughs) Sure enough, it's going to be a long pot. Half a joint and the rambling begins. I spent a long time, 20 seconds just trying to think of a word. Um, (laughs) um, I forget it's Arsenal United this weekend. Yeah, so big games. Um, 
again, because we have a lot to talk about today, uh, I just highlighted three fixtures this weekend. Um, the early kickoff, which we know I love and Liverpool loves, uh, is the big one, Liverpool uh, versus Everton, the Merseyside Derby. Uh, yeah. And a tough one to call this year. I'd like to think we're going to, we're going to stomp them. I have it down in the running order as Liverpool hosting Everton, but it's actually the opposite. We're at Goodison and you know, Everton like to play as tough there. Uh, I yeah. can see this being a nil nil very easily. Good news is Darwin Nunez will be back in the squad following his uh, three game suspension for headbutting some asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, hasn't been like an ideal welcome to the Premier League uh, for Nunez. He's I not like it. He's not scored nine goals in five games like Erling Holland. Uh, all the preseason like stuff it. was like Holland versus Nunez. Now Holland's up nine goals. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough one. That's a rough. Um, one. Yeah, yeah, Nunez coming off a three game suspension. I like it too, to be honest. I like a little right. I like yeah. a crazy Uruguayan. You know it. I was gonna say he's just picking up where he should. Like Suarez was became the enemy. And yeah. everyone hated them, but Liverpool fans loved him. Did you see Suarez like tweeting at him too? Was he? But Suarez was like, oh, homie. He's like, the press are just going to shit on you from now on. I mean, he was saying it like in Uruguayan slang. Uh, yeah. But he was like, oh, he's like, they're going to fucking look at you twice as hard now. They're going to shit on you every chance they get. Because uh, yeah. Suarez really hated the British press. Um, yeah, they- he gave that as um, a main excuse for wanting out. And it actually rang really true to me. Yeah, I believe that 100%. He, I mean, obviously, he was. They hated him. For, yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, Liverpool, Everton. Um, Honestly, I think my call would be nil-nil. It's going to be ugly as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be a rough game. Maybe somebody can pull out a one-nil, but it could go it could go any, either way. Our squad is slowly coming back. We had Matip on the bench um, um, for Newcastle and Curtis Jones on the bench. So we have a little bit of reinforcement in midfield. And uh, I would love to see uh, Joel start this game ahead of Gomez. But... I think Klopp likes continuity in defense whenever he can. So um, I honestly don't know if I could pick our back four for that game. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I think in the midfield, it'll be the same. Uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry. Henderson uh, pulled a hammy at that Newcastle game. So um, I don't know what our midfield is yeah. going to be either. It'll probably be hmm, Jones, Elliott, Fabinho is a risky one with Jones coming off injury. <laughs> too. Yeah, um, throw him right in there. I don't know. Maybe Artur Mello gets thrown right in. Um, he might. He might have to. Yeah. Or, of course, there's always old Milner. Oh, yeah. That's probably what it'll be. It'll probably be Milner, Elliott, Fabinho in the midfield. Um, that makes sense. Especially, yeah, with such kind of a, a hot-headed game. Hot-tempered game, I should say. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. The Derby's always feisty. Everton is shit, but so are we right now. Yeah. <laughs> After that, I've got... Um, Tottenham Fulham down as a game to watch. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm really interested in this one. Um, a, a London Derby, of course, uh, though, yeah. you know, maybe not a traditionally heated one, but they're both in good form. Um, they're both going to be super, super up for it. And uh, yeah, do you have a call on this one? Yeah, um, I honestly think this is going to be a draw. I think the, I think it's going to be pretty tight. Um Tottenham just dropped points, but and Fulham, Fulham's been, you know, they've been great since the start. Right. I could see them giving Tottenham a ton of problems. I mean, Tottenham have been looked pretty good so far. Um, yeah. And obviously they're super with Kane and Son and they can they can score. 
but Fulham's look solid. They look solid defensively. I feel like this could be like a one, one or even like a two, two, like either like a back and forth score fest or, or like a, just a grind it out draw, you know, who, um, might come on for the late winner in this match. Uh, a little Afro Brazilian by the name of William. Did you know, see? Oh, he's back. <laughs> Fulham brought in William. I the was so surprised by that. Oh my God. What is he like? 35. Yeah, I think so. I was also surprised when he got shipped out though. Uh, I thought he still had plenty to give. Um, so I guess I'm not super surprised to see him back. I don't know, but uh, I enjoyed seeing him in the headlines today and it'll be funny seeing him in a Fulham shirt. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw the photo of him in a Fulham shirt. I was like, yeah. oh, man, this guy's back. Are you going to buy a William Fulham shirt if he scores a 90th minute winner against Tottenham? Yeah, I will. I, I love Fulham shirts are dope. Yeah, uh, yeah they're, they're, <laughs> Fulham shirts are always classic. Just like white with little red and black trim. If he came out and scored, curled in like a free kick or something late in the game to win it, that'd be the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it really would be. Chelsea and Arsenal fans would be so happy. Uh, yeah, you can hold hands and wave a banner saying, thank you, William. Yeah. Thank you, William. That'll, <laughs> be his, that'll be his one goal for the year. Exactly. And then of course, yeah, the other big game on Sunday, we got Manchester United hosting Arsenal. Um, yeah. how do you feel about this one? You know, I get so mad. You fuckers always lose to Manchester United. Um, <laughs> we do. It's so, I get really mad too. I hate it. I hate it. We're always a better team than them. And they always manage to somehow beat us. Yeah. Well, um, this is the time to turn it around, right? Uh, I hope so. Uh, I'm not, I, I'm kind of worried about our squad depth right now. Oh yeah. We're, we're missing parte and El Nene in midfield. Yeah. So uh, who, who's your midfield three in this game? Uh, it'll be Jaka, Sambi. Um, and probably Odegaard. Oh yeah. Like that's... Odegaard playing in front of kind of in front of them there. Okay. Yeah. Zombie's not ideal, but aside from that, those two should be able to watch out. Cover. They should be, they should be fine. I mean, I more worry about us linking as the attack well going forward, honestly, um, and getting out of situations more than, than anything. Sure. Um, just without, uh, parte in there. It definitely hurts us. And El Nenny does a pretty good job, especially actually in big games. El Nenny is huge for games like this. Yeah. He works his ass off out there and he can pull out a pass. Like he can, he's got skill. Um, he's not the most consistent player, but when he's on his game, he can, he can run the midfield. Um, but yeah, I don't know. United are scra- scraping out wins. They'll definitely have some confidence. They just spent what another 90 million on Anthony for yeah this game. So yeah, I wonder if he'll get the start. I don't know. I don't know if he'll start, but I bet, I bet he's he'll come on at some point. Newcastle threw their new striker on right, right into the fire against That's us. That's true. And, and he, 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 he was great. Guy, right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. He, so of course. Yeah. They, they've he, got he does know him. He could just throw him in there. Yeah. He's running a similar system. Maybe. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll be a tough match. Um, I'd like to be confident and say we, we can win it. I think we should win it. Um, I'm going to say another two, one, I'm going to say a trio of two ones for Arsenal. They're going to squeak out a two, one win. That seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be kind of like two, one either way. Absolutely. That's a good shout. 
All right, let's talk about a, a deadline day. So I thought we'd be recording when it wrapped up, but I guess I don't understand time zones. Um, it it <laughs> know, wrapped right? up a couple of hours ago, um, and it was kind of a huge window, uh, a yeah, really, a really dramatic window. I put a few highlights in the notes here. Um, by all means, you know, bring up anything I missed. Just going through the running order. Let's start with Manchester United. Um, the Ronaldo saga saga is, uh, has been funny to me. Yeah. Um, I I think it's funny that they, they realized they need to get rid of him. Yeah. It kind of speaks to the toxicity he must be bringing because he's an undisputed icon. The fact that the club really is like, God, we got to get this guy out of here is pretty, is pretty damning, which I enjoy. Um, and then from there, I've enjoyed the steady decline of um, attempted destinations. Like at, <laughs> at first he was like, oh, I could see myself at Bayern Munich. That'd be cool. And Bayern Munich was like, nah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're all right. <laughs> you know? And then, um, you know, Dortmund, there was a little talk about Dortmund. He just like took the next step down the Bundesliga ladder. Dortmund yeah. were like, no, that doesn't really make sense for us. You yeah, know, we're all right. Yeah. And then before you know it, he's talking about like Napoli and they're like, "Mm, I don't think so. And um, just right down the line, right down the line. uh, I think even sporting was like the uh, sporting's manager was like, no, 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 we're good. (laughs) We're not not interested. (laughs) No, Um, it's an aging dickhead who is the biggest ego in the world on their team right now. Yeah. That they're going to have to pay a fortune. Yeah. There were man United, um, you know, alum pundits all over Sky Sports today uh, for deadline day, as there always are. And of course, the story they were spinning is, um, as I said earlier, it's not a matter of no one wanting him. It's a matter of no one being able to pay him. And yeah. I think um, at times that's true. But I also think there was kind of a level of desperation in Ronnie and to a certain extent in Manchester United uh, that they could have made a deal happen, a split wages, deferred wages, yada, yada, you know? Yeah. Um, it seems, you know, if it, it's to be believed that his primary motivation is um, maintaining his Champions League goal scoring record. That's why he wants to be at a Champions League team so bad. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But uh <laughs> I lost my train of thought, but anyway, the whole thing's been funny and it ended in the funniest possible way for me, which is that they could, yeah. they could not find a team for him. And, uh, now he's stuck, even though, yeah, it's both sides of the relationship know that they wanted it to be over, but it's not, it's it super, just couldn't make it happen. Hilarious. Yeah. He just sits there just glowering at Harry Maguire across the locker room, yeah, <laughs> but on the bench, just being um, angry as hell. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, uh, I think Ten Hag is handling it as well as a manager can. You know, he didn't ask for the situation. Uh, yeah. He seems to have just taken his stand and he's washing his hands of it. And that's all he can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, aside from the Ronaldo saga, uh, you know, I've had my my time to laugh at them. Yeah. I actually think uh, I think they United had a really good window, to be honest. Uh, Eighty two million for Anthony is absurd. That's just. Yes, it's comically inflated. I mean, it's so yeah, bad. yeah, they uh, got raked over the coals for that. Yeah, but I do think he's probably a good player in the at the end of the day. Oh, um, I'm sure. And um, you know, I, I, that's a little speculative for me right now, but the other th- big three they signed, Casemiro, Martinez, and, and Malasia, yeah. I'm already kind of convinced by all of them. Uh, Casemiro obviously has nothing to prove. 
yeah, uh, a solid defensive midfielder. And as we've said before, I think that's kind of the key position to build a new squad. You yep. build out from that defensive midfielder. Um, and uh, Martinez, uh, people were kind of slamming him for his height. He's five foot eight in the Premier League, uh, but he's actually been aerially dominant, uh, good on the ball. Yeah, and uh, I think he was just named uh, United's Player of the Month, actually. So. Um, yeah, he's been really good, which has been yeah. frustrating because Arsenal, they definitely swooped him from us. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, he looks great. And Malasia, I've only seen a little bit of um, when I was, I was at Cleo's with Paco. Uh, what game was that? Anyway, he came on and, and looked great. Um, he's super, super young, but looks a, a, a really uh, looks like he's got a lot of potential. Good young. Yeah. Talent. So um I think when those players settle in, we will see a, a better Ronaldo or a better, not a better, Ronaldo, <laughs> a better Manchester United, uh, you know, at some point in this season. I do. Th- I think it's a huge for 10 hog to finally put Ronaldo on the bench and not just cave to his ego. I think that's a huge step forward for them, which is frustrating because yeah, I think him being on the bench and the, the players, other players getting the confidence boost, that's their team. They have, they've had talent yeah. throughout the team for a while now. They really have. It's just been a clusterfuck of attitudes and poor management. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, so yeah. unfortunately it looks like they might be slowly getting it together. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Ten Hag is, is making all the right moves so far. Uh, he benched both Ronaldo and Maguire. He's like, you two That's true. sit together. Maguire too. Yeah. yeah. Um, both, yeah, so both, uh, yeah. Strong moves. And, uh, I think undeniably the right moves. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, let's move on to Chelsea. Uh, they just signed your boy, Pierre Emmerich, gold Lamborghini, Obama Yank. I can't believe that they, <laughs> they signed him. Yeah. Talk about voluntarily bringing a toxic presence into your locker room, right? Are they what? not watching all or nothing on Amazon? Yeah. Prime? Did they not sit back and watch that whole thing? That dude looked like a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. He was being so child. He was being so childish in that yeah. whole situation. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, when he's happy and he's in the mood, he can, he can score some goals, but even like it did not take long for him to sour at Arsenal, even after he just got his massive contract. Right. He wanted, right. And he still, he like immediately soured and it was like so frustrating, but I, I don't know. I, I also just don't know why they would bring him in unless he's going to be just a backup or. Well, they, they do need uh, a striker. Um, I mean, they're not it's true. They're not super blessed up front. No, there's definitely space uh, at the top end of their squad for a striker. Um, yeah, I think he is an odd choice, though, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Honestly, I'll be curious to see how he does um, and at least how he starts. I guess. Yeah. The, I mean, it's going to be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He'll score some bangers, definitely. Oh, Bobby yeah. Yank's always got a banger in him. Absolutely. Um, I could see him and Sterling hitting it off and having a good little a good little partnership up there. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll have their their moments this year for sure. What a funny weird time we live in. Uh Raheem Sterling, Obama Yang uh front line for Chelsea. For Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh um, we get here. Yeah. Chelsea brought in uh Koulibaly. Um and uh 
Wesley Fofana from uh, oh yeah, they just got Fofana too from Leicester uh, to yeah. shore up the defense. Um, I don't know if I have a whole lot of an opinion on Fofana, really. Like I watched a lot of Leicester games, but I don't know if like I particularly picked him out as a spectacular player. Yeah, same. No, I I can't say he's ever made a negative impression, but I always thought he looked like a good player. Say. You know, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I never thought, oh, this guy belongs in a Champions League team. I don't know that he's worth it. But then again, um, yeah. good center backs can be few and far between. So I guess if you, if Tuchel identified him as a player he likes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, Koulibaly is just a good, solid signing. Yeah, I really like Koulibaly, to be honest. That one's, a, that's a bummer. I mean, yeah, it's good. good for Chelsea fans. Manchester City made, um, I mean, I, I don't know if you can really even get past just Holland signing Holland. Now that it's what f- yeah. five games in, he's got nine goals and <laughs> just, just looks invincible and has everybody, I think, rethinking the uh, the entire season. Honestly, um, yeah, that's how good he's been. Um, you know, um, uh, the Ramble boys are constantly comparing him to the real Ronaldo the original Ronaldo. And uh, if you listen to the ramble for a long time, I don't think there's any higher praise they give than making that comparison. Yeah. That's pretty high praise. Those They're, boys they respect the hell out of Ronaldo. Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what else to say. It, it's all been said already. Uh, yeah. And it's already great, it's an unbelievable signing already just about perfect team on paper uh, that has just been boss in this league just yeah. like added a nuclear arsenal to their, to their yeah. lineup. Yeah. They added the best striker in the world to their lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think I, I, he's on pace for uh, 67 goals this year. I think <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't rule out anything at this point. Right. So enough about them. Um, yep. let's, let's talk Arsenal. Um, a couple of city boys are doing well in North London now, right? Yeah, yeah. Look at it. it's that's how um, how many embarrassment of riches Manchester City had. They <laughs> they gave us Zinchenko and Jesus for like not a lot of money at all, and they're both thriving at Arsenal. Jesus looks like a real number nine. These looks like he can score at any moment. And Zinchenko's, you know, I think he he missed the last game, but he's looking a very, very good player. If he's making Kieran Tierney look kind of bad at left back, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty hard to do. I like Our, Zinchenko for his uh, versatility, you know? Yeah, he, he can, runs all over the pitch and he looks comfortable all over the pitch. Honestly, I think uh, in this Arteta kind of hinted at this. Um, for the United match is putting if Zinchenko's fit, putting Zinchenko in that midfield role. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I read some speculation about whether he might not play in midfield full time for y'all uh, when he signed. T- yeah, he might still like once Tierney's up to speed again. Um, Tierney's finally back fit again and he played a full game. So like hopefully if Tierney can start every game now, Zinchenko, yeah, could slot into that midfield. That would be pretty cool. It'd be nice to see. Yeah. A little, little disappointing deadline day for Arsenal. They thought they talked up a big game. Like they were going to do some, some business. We were looking at right wingers, what the injuries they were desperate to bring in a central midfielder. And then nothing, nothing came of it. Um, yeah, that's always a bit of a bummer when you know, you need something. 
Yeah. Well, it was, it's funny, though, because they were very adamant and talking openly about bringing in one or two more players. So really, like the only disappointment came from the fact that like usually teams are kind of quiet about whether they're you know what they're going to do. Yeah. At least Arsenal has been historically. That, but they were pretty blatantly saying we want to bring in one or two more. Um, and then to them to for them not to do it was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, similar story for Liverpool. This was a, a strange window behaviorally for us. Um, notably, uh, Klopp made a few statements indicating um, not frustration, but, you know, like low key uh, um, disappointment um, in our lack of aggression in the window. He said he wished we would risk a little bit more. Uh, but um, in the most respectful way possible, I don't know. I don't see any drama there. Um, yeah. But um, I do have my concerns. Um, you know, this year saw the departure of uh, Liverpool's sort of data science transfer guru, Michael Edwards. Um, and I think he's the only man you could argue has been as responsible for Liverpool's revolution as Klopp. Um, Absolutely brilliant. I mean, we basically haven't missed in the transfer market under his reign. He was just like batting a thousand. It was crazy. Yeah, Um, true. And he's gone. um, Obviously we, we, he had a protege, you know, he had a planned departure. So um, his protege is in place and, you know, we're hoping for a really smooth transition, but I'm yeah. already seeing kind of behaviors that I, that I didn't see under, under Edwards. Um, and a deadline day move is one of them. Um, you know, I used to get so, so excited about deadline day. Um, yeah, always like, I want to talk about a little bit about, um, I was it January, 2011, um, Liverpool, uh, I I think I have that year right. I don't care if I don't fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool had a deadline day where they saw everything, all the drama. Um, we had absolute. I had gut wrenching heartbreak um, in losing <laughs> Fernando Torres. Um, I remember how that day started. You know, it, like any other, I had a smile on my face. It was deadline day, uh, and I I remember hearing the first whispers that maybe Torres wanted out, and I was like, no. Surely not. Don't be stupid. And then I remember like, I, it might've been you that told me you heard he put in a transfer request. And I was like, you're an idiot. No, he didn't. <laughs> and then I saw it officially that he had put in a transfer request and it, it literally felt like I got punched in the stomach. Um, and uh, yeah, he went to Chelsea. Um, so that was the bad side. And then I had the dream side. We signed a little fucking Tasmanian devil named Luis Suarez. Um, who would go on to be the most entertaining footballer I've ever watched. Um, <laughs> and then we had the kind of mediocre like deadline flop in Andy Carroll, who was kind of the the hot young uh, English talent of the moment um, in an early in Holland type mold, but didn't necessarily pan out to be <laughs> that kind of athlete, you know, big brutal for like number nine, but uh, you know, not quite, yeah. not quite the same. Um so that was kind of a legendary deadline day in my mind. Um, yeah. But the more, you know, the older you get, the more, the more deadline days you've seen, the more you realize that deadline day dealings are not really ideal in any way for your club. You know, terrible. you're um, behind the eight ball in negotiations. Um, it shows a lack of planning, um, a lack of foresight. Um, and, uh, 
yeah, it, it's I'm kind of bummed that Liverpool signed Artur Mello today. Obviously, we need midfield reinforcements. I should be really happy about it. Um, I don't know the player very well. I haven't seen him since he was a young prospect at Barca. I didn't watch him at Juve at all. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really either. So I don't really have any like practical reason to be excited about it, about it. So it's overridden by my concern that this is Julian Ward's first deadline day. And I'm seeing like a little bit sloppier practices in the window from Liverpool. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair to, just to worry about things like that changing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in all that paranoia, I glossed over the fact that we broke our transfer record fee for Darwin Nunez. And, uh, <laughs> even though he had butted an asshole, um, and, and hasn't been able to play much since then, I think he's going to be great. So, um, he does look like he's going to be a hell of a player. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, anyway, moving on, uh, another notable, uh, deadline day. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Nottingham forest. I don't even know how to talk about it. They ended up making 21 signings in a window. I've never heard of anything even, uh, approaching. That's not just a whole new starting 11. It's a whole new squad, an entirely new squad. That's in, that's an insane. Most teams don't even like a lot of teams have like an 18 man squad. Right. 18 to 20 players. They have yeah. more than that, that they signed this summer, just this summer. I wish I had done more for this, to be honest. Um, this is where I really am annoyed that I haven't been able to spend as much time on the pod because yeah. I, I haven't really looked over. I can't pick out who in their current starting 11, um, played in the championship last year. I don't know who remains. If anybody does, does anyone does remain anybody? from that squad, if you have they 21, signed 21 players. Yeah. I feel like they can't, who, who could be remaining from that? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll do the research and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that next week because yeah. deadline day or not, that's actually an interesting story. Yeah. Cause also like, did they move out the other 20 players they probably had? Like, where did these other players go? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have you, the answers. Um, you can't have a 40 man squad. Yeah, we'll we'll have to do the research and we'll talk about this on a future pod because yeah, yeah. this is I mean uh, throughout the season this is going to be an, uh, an interesting story I think to start a season with a brand new squad it's insane uh, I know I had Tottenham in the running order their their window really wasn't that interesting they 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 padded their squad out a little bit with like Richarlison and whatnot yeah yeah I mean they have a good squad they definitely have a good squad. Yeah, but yeah, they just added a few things for I think mostly for depth and um, yeah, they had, they had a decent window. Do you think Harry Kane is sad that he's never going to have a golden boot again now that Holland's in the league? <laughs> That's true. Now he's has I think Sal- to look forward to. I think Salah's upset <laughs> about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, in that Bournemouth match, uh, you know Liverpool scored nine again. Remember? Yeah, and Salah did not score or assist a single goal. Oh shit. Uh, and he missed a couple sitters too. That's why we could have scored 11 or 12 that game. Salah missed at least two sitters that stood out to me. And, uh, I thought Damn. it was really funny because he was like laughing and he was laughing a little bit too hard, like a little bit, like a maniac that's about to stab someone. He was yeah. like, ah, cause everyone else was getting goals. And he was like, ah, it's funny. I keep missing. Ah. Yeah. And he looked like he was losing his mind a little bit. He was like trying to be cool, but he was like, uh, he was faking it a little bit too hard. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think he was fucking pissed. Man, um, <laughs> so I think my most recent memory for like good deadline day signings 
for Arsenal where like, I mean, just a quick mention for Arteta because that was like obviously oh, Arteta, Arteta deadline day signing turned into a manager one day. Future uh, legend, yeah, 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 pretty crazy that he was a a deadline day signing that I again I was like, what the fuck? We're signing Mikel <laughs> Arteta from, as a, Everton. from Everton, like out of, just because we're desperate for anybody in midfield. <laughs> I love. Oh my god, Evertonians are probably so mad right now. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was so mad because I was like, he's not like he's aging. He's not like I'm like, this is who we needed. But then like, he, you know, he was pretty good for us. You know, he have definitely lacked mobility at that time in his career. Yeah, um, which was a problem at times, but <laughs> he scored some great goals for us. And obviously he was like a good leader for the team. So, and became a manager with, because of that. So it's yeah. good. Um, but the one that was the most exciting for me in recent history had to be the Mesut Ozil January transfer or that uh, deadline day transfer. Cause that came out of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Not linked with him once for the entire window. And then Wenger pulls out the magic phone and just suddenly Ozil was on his way. Yeah, he was a highly coveted player too, right? Yeah, and it was he was at the peak of his powers at Madrid. Just like insane that all of a sudden he was on his way to Arsenal literally out of nowhere. Do you remember, was he being linked elsewhere in the window? Or, or I don't think just so. No I don't think he was even on the market. I don't okay. think he was like even oh. on the market. That's right. That's what it was because Jose had that funny comment. Oh yeah, where he didn't know he was for sale. So Mourinho was like, "Yeah, I wish I had known he was for sale. I would have bought him." Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I didn't know he was pissed about it. Yeah, Arson just pulled some connects and got that direct line, and yeah. it was so shocking. But that was an exciting one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot that that was a deadline day deal, and yeah. I forgot about that Mourinho comment, which is such a funny thing. Yeah. Oh, I had another funny one too. One, one that's just humor. I know you'll enjoy this one. Uh, Yossi Benayoun. Ah, Yossi. He scored. He, he ended up scoring the goal that like clinched us the Champions League place that year too. Oh, that's awesome. That's funny. he scored some bangers for us. Yossi is a hell of a player, man. I think a cult hero for Liverpool for sure. He is for like he for the brief time he spent like one season at Arsenal, and but yeah. Arsenal fans loved him. Liverpool fans love him too. He's hard to he's hard to hate the guy. He's so yeah. he's so awesome. I mean, he looks like emaciated. He's this fucking weird, <laughs> skinny little, like kind of rat face looking guy. No, just, I'm sorry, Yossi. Uh, I don't mean to disrespect <laughs> you. Um, but it's not a good looking guy. He's so good on the ball, though. Insane. Uh, he can dribble. He can shoot. He kind of dribbled like Messi. That's insane to say, but like, you know what I mean? He had that he had low really center good of gravity, control. good close control. He was super aggressive, uh, progressing the ball. Um, really fun player to watch. Yeah, he was awesome. He was really awesome. That was another one where it was like, I was when we first signed him, I was like, what? <laughs> we just pulled Yossi Benayoun out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's just like, but he turned out to be a very useful player that year. So Yossi's a funny one. He had a funny little journeyman career in, in the Premier League. You know, he Chelsea, did. Liverpool, Arsenal. Um, uh, did he go anywhere else? Yeah, he did. I had it up earlier. Um where did he go? West Ham, maybe? Yeah, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure it's West Ham. I could Ham. picture him in the claret and blue, although there's like six teams that use those colors. Yeah, it could be um, any of those teams. But yeah, West Ham. It was West yeah. Ham. 
He played in a lot of good teams. And I yeah. bet I bet you every one of those fan sets feels the same way we do. Like, yeah, I'd like that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He started at West Ham. Mm-hmm. West Ham signed him. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a career for him. Yeah, he balanced around, didn't make any enemies. He was just like fun little wow. player. Yeah. Did some cool shit. Ah, always good goals. Um nice. you have anything else? Let me see here. I didn't take as many notes again. Soccer, 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 soccer situation. situation.